What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. I want you to know tonight that I am completely honored. I am honored to be with you here this evening. My assignment tonight is to share my, my story with you. And uh, I'm honored to do that. I, everywhere that I go, uh, I love to take that opportunity. Uh, and I shared uh, some of that with, with Pastor Jim. And um, it was interesting. There's a couple of things I want to mention before, before I even begin. Um, when I met Pastor Jim, I heard him talk a couple of times. And, and he talks an awful lot of Spanish. Amen? I, don't know. I think he's half Puerto Rican or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on but anyway, I was, I was um, fellowshipping with him, and we were talking, and he said to me one he said, you know, you know what we're going to do with you? He said, I want you to invite all your guys. We got 80 guys in our program, and I'll explain to, the, to you what that is. He said, he said, I want you to bring all your guys to our church. Bring, bring them in on Sunday. We're going to pray with them. We're going to have a great time. He said, you know what? I'm even going to cook. We're going we're gonna to cook for you. And I'm like, praise God. It's awesome. And he said, it gets even better. He said, we're going to make arroz con gandule, bení. And I'm like, oh, okay, praise God. And he knows how to get me going. Okay. So we come here on Sunday, and we sat there. And after the service, we went to the back. We went down, and lo and behold, I looked at that food. It was arroz con gandule, And I said, wow, look at praise the Lord. Let's give it up for this man of God. Amen. Now, listen, the story doesn't stop there. So all of a sudden, uh, Pastor Petri comes, and he pulls out flung. And I'm like, are you serious right now? He starts passing out flung to the guys. And anyway, sorry, I had to, I had to share that with you. But, um, but I'm honored um, to be with you tonight uh, and honestly to share a powerful story of uh, what God has done in my life. And um, as a matter of fact, um, before I even begin, um, somebody that plays a powerful part uh, of my life, I want to ask my wife, where, where my wife, can I ask my wife to just stand? Can we welcome my wife? Praise God. Come on, stand up for a moment. Amen. Powerful woman of God. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, if, if my story was a riddle, it would be like Humpty Dumpty who sat on the wall, Humpty Dumpty who had a great fall. All the king horses and all the king men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And, you know, my life was just crazy. Back in the day, um, growing up in the Lower East Side, it was tough for my family. When I was 12 years old, I had some trouble at home. There were some problems. You know, me and my dad bumped heads a couple of times, and uh, it was really tough. He was trying to take care of six kids and my mom, and I ended up becoming a runaway at a really young age, and I was running around the streets of New York, and I was hanging out with different friends, and um, I don't know if anybody ever been homeless, but, you know, I, I would sleep on the rooftops, like, if you go in the, if you live in the projects, if you go to the last floor, there's like a, a stairway before the roof, and that was kind of my spot, where I would, you know, kind of sit in that area, uh, and I would just walk around all day, I would try to get some, you know, I, just for years, for years, for years, you know, that's the kind of life that I live, um, but, you know, I ran the streets of New York, before you know it, um, I, started to get, I started to get into more trouble, um, running the streets, hanging out with the wrong crowd. You, you probably, I mean, you, you have, you know, you can figure that out. I'm hanging out with older guys um, that were putting me under their wings. We used to call them the OGs. You remember the OGs? They put you under their wing and, and kind of show you the rays of the streets and, and those type of things. And, um, you know, I kind of, I grew up a certain type of way. I, I grew up with a certain type of mindset. Like, this is what you do to survive. This is what you do when, you know, when you get older, uh, when, you, when you run in the streets. And I, I grew up with that mentality. And I remember one time I went into a store. I think I was about 18. Now, you know, I, I kind of 
you know, I'm going to give you every single detail of the story, but I'm going to jump right to 18 years old. And I remember I was in a store and um, I was with a group of guys and we were all laughing and, and messing around and everybody got quiet all of a sudden. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? They said, oh, you see that guy right there? He's in a gang. And I looked and I'm like, wow. Like, I want that type of power, you know, I want that type of respect, you know, where you walk around and everybody thinks you're tough. And, 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 uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's all fun and games until you get into that type of lifestyle. Amen? It's all fun and games. Because um, I remember when, when, when it was time to put in work and uh, how they call it, putting in work, it was, um, it was, it was terrifying uh, and it was, it was horrible. Um, so I went from that type of lifestyle to running, to continually running the streets. Um, before you know it, I started catching charges, and I started, you know, just getting worse. And then what even what happened even worse was that I got involved in addiction, and um, that if I thought life was dark, um, addiction was the worst. It was the worst. Talk about homeless, being homeless, and in addiction. Um, I moved around a little bit, so I moved from New York um, back and forth, back and forth, and I moved to Massachusetts for a while. Um, you know, but. But when my addiction hit, it was really bad. Um, talking about, you know, hitting rock bottom. Everybody tried to help me. Everybody tried to, you know, support me. And it just, you know, it was like that guy that was in the cemetery crying out with that demon-possessed spirit. He was just infested with legions of, of you know, a legion of, of, of demons. And nobody could help him. And the Bible says that at night he would cry out. He would, he would cut himself. And, and it was horrible. It was horrible, uh, and, and, and nothing could help me. Nothing could bind me down. I don't care if you chain me up or, or, or you, know, you put me in shackles. Nothing could hold me, and it was horrible. It was a nightmare. It was a complete nightmare, and so you know, I, I, became to the, I got to the point where I was just so broken, I started going into rehabs, and I went into so, so many programs. I've been to detox about 17 times. 17 times in my life, I've been through a lot of drug programs. I've been through therapeutic programs. Uh, I've, been, I've been through so many programs. You, you, I'll tell you the truth. It, it, was, it was outrageous. I went, and I tried every single program. I went to a program one time, and I walked in, and they, they gave me a tour of the facility. And as I'm walking around, he said, um, well, this is the living room area, and I seen a guy standing on the corner. And I'm like, why is he standing on the corner? Like, oh, yeah, he's in timeout. I was like, all right, thank you so much for showing me the program. But, you know, I'm just not, not for me. But, but um, I, I tried every single program. I, I tried NAAA, AAA. It didn't matter. I just, I tried everything. I tried everything. But in, it, it got to the point where, honestly, I had hit rock bottom. I don't know if anybody in the house ever been tired of being sick and tired. Where you get to a point where you just feel like there's just no hope. There's no hope. And I, I remember one night I, I was crying out, God, is this it? Is this what it is? And, I, and I, I'll be honest with you, um, growing up, even though I had trouble with my father, I, I have to say that my father did raise me up in church. Uh, my father did work hard. And, and, and no matter how much I fought with him, you go going to church. You know, Papi, I want to go out and play. No, 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 no. You're going to church. Every day at 5 o'clock, I had to be home, be ready, and I have to, you know, we had to step to church. And that stayed with me. That stayed with me. It always did, no matter what I was going through in the streets, no matter how I was hustling, no matter what was going on, that was always in the back of my mind that God is real. God is real. I remember walking around with a group of friends, 
and there was a street service, you know, open air service. I don't even know if they do it anymore. Um, but in New York, in the Lower East Side, there were a lot of street services and in the different places, especially the Spanish churches, love to do outside meetings. But anyway, I'm walking with a group of guys, and some of the guys are like, yo, Danny, Danny, look, man, look at the laughing. I said, no, don't, don't, don't play with the things of God. Don't play. I'm, I'm not playing with that. No, let's keep it moving. You know, let's, let's show respect. Amen? And, and so, long, you know, it just, I got to a point where I was just crying out. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to share a scripture in, in a little while, um, very briefly, um, on crying out. But I remember, um, and, and, I, and I really skipped forward on my story, but um, my wife was, was, was one of my great supporters. She was, she supported me, never gave up on me. Men, if you have a wife that's supporting you, that's loving you, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's alongside you, don't take advantage of that. Let's give it up for the, for the beautiful wives in the house that work hard and take care of their husbands. Amen. Don't take that for granted. And she stuck by me. So I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And lo and behold, there was a, there was a, um, a ministry that took me in and loved me. And it was the Salvation Army. And for those of you that might not know what the Salvation Army, yeah, we're those people that ring that bell and dance on the corner and, and collect money. But there's way more than that. A lot of people know us by that. Um, the Salvation Army is in 138 countries, and there's ministries all over the place. And I remember, you know, going to the Salvation Army and, um, you know, God working through the army to help me. And I wanna, I'm, I'm going to go right to this one place that I went to. It's, it's um, a Salvation Army in Buffalo. And... It was, you know, it was a time in my life where I just needed God. I, I, I just needed to break down. I, I, enough was enough. And, and you know, um, I had just had my son Nathan. Where's Nathan? Stand up, Nathan, for a minute. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for this young man. Come on. Amen. Amen. This young man motivated me to get my life clean. I'm like, I got a son. You know, I, I have to get clean. I have to get right. I have to start doing things the right way. And, um, you know, I went into the program. Now, I will say that a month after I was in the program, a young man comes into the program. And this is for my guys, too. I got, I got 50 of my guys uh, from the Salvation Army. Can we welcome these guys? Amen. And I want your men to hear this. I was in the program, and I'm doing real good. I just had a son. Everything's going great. I'm, I feel like I'm about to move into a time of plenty. God is good all the time and all the time. All right, come on, help me out here. So all of a sudden, this young man comes into the program, and, you know, we become friends just for a little while. And he comes out to me one day, and he says, listen, we're on our way to a meeting. And he goes, listen, I just got a settlement. I got into a car accident. I got $27,000. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm doing the right thing. I just had a, you know, we just, let's focus, you know. By the end of that night, $27,000, that sounds like a lot of money. So I remember I turned around. I said, listen, are you serious? You got $27,000? He's like, I'm serious. Let's go. I'm like, let's go. So I'm running around in the streets of Buffalo. Never. I wasn't from there. I didn't know where I was. I'm just running around with this young man, um, you know, getting high. And all of a sudden, I just don't know what happened. He switched up on me. I don't know if anybody ever switched up on you. But he switched up on me. It was totally different. And I'm like, what did I do? You ever did something like, oh, man, I messed up again. Especially after I said I would do it this time. So all of a sudden, I'm walking around. And this is that, that was that point that I was walking around at 3 in the morning. And I was saying to God, like, Lord, I know I messed up. 
I know I messed up. I know I messed up. I need your help. I need you, Lord. If you, if, if you get me out of this one. You ever did that one? You ever, you ever wanted one of those? If you get me out of this one. And I went into the program, and you know what? They let me back in. Now, this is where the story gets powerful. Because I told you I tried everything to change my life. I tried everything. I walk into the program, and they let me in. And I went into the chapel, and I opened the door, and I was just so broken. I was, I was, I was just, I had been up for like two days. I don't know if you've ever been up. After about two days, you start getting delirious. And I just, I, I got down on my knees, and, and I said, Lord, if you send Mark Conway, he's a, he, I actually just hired him as a counselor. You sent, this is 2003. I said, you send Mark Conway in here, and, and I'll give my life to you. Just have him pray for me. I'm like, he just comes by. He's so soft-spoken. This brother's a good brother. Comes on, he goes, you ready? I'm like, oh! You can't make this stuff up. You know, I'm like, Lord! He's like, repeat after me. And we, you know, we said that prayer. Now, nothing happened to me. After that, obviously, I was crying. You know, two weeks, I was, you know, really thinking about God and really getting serious. But one day, I want you to listen to this. And men, I want you to hear this. This is, this is a true story. I was sitting there, and I was the morning cook. And at that time, you know, I was still smoking cigarettes. You know, God delivered me from that. Praise the name of the Lord. But I was sitting there, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and I'm just, just thanking God that morning. Oh, God, thank you for your love. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for who you are. What a bad habit. But I'm going to tell you what happened. All of a sudden... It was like the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit came over me. And it was something that I have never felt in my life. It was something that was so different. It was like my eyes were open. It was like, yeah, God is real. You ever did that before? Like, you know God is real, but when God speaks to you or he shows you, God is real. Like, why, you didn't doubt you doubted him before? No, 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 I'm just saying he is real. And I was running around everywhere, and I'm telling people, God is real. I praise, hallelujah. And early, it was like 6 in the morning. Guys in the program, what's going on with this guy? They thought something was wrong. And I remember I called my father. And I had been, you know, I've been, talk, been talking to my dad, and he knew I was in rehab. So I call him, and I'm like, Papi, I found Jesus. He's like, Danny, I don't have no money. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious, I found the Lord. <laughs> Nobody believed me. I was like, Paul, coming back. They're like, mm. You need some time. Praise God. I don't trust them. Pay me that money back and then I'll talk. No. But it was like the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit came over me. It was amazing. And my life, my life had completely changed. It was different. It was different. I went from, I went from going to this like thugged out guy that thought he was all that. And I was really never tough. I would always act like I was tough because I was around a lot of people. You know, you get around three or four people and you think, you, you know, you, you're tough and, you know. Um, but I just, everything had changed. The way I talk, the way I was thinking, the people that I was around. I just, God was amazing. And through the Salvation Army, God had blessed me in a powerful, powerful way. I end up 
um, I ended up graduating uh, the program. I became a, 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 what we call an adherent. It was a member of the Salvation Army while I was in the program. After I graduated, after six months, um, I went back home with my wife and, and my son and, and got my family back. And, um, you know, I, I, I began to, um, I became a soldier in the Salvation Army, which is um, a leader, a leader in the Army. And uh, you probably see some people um, bringing the kettles with, with blue, uh, with uniforms like this, with blue on them. They're soldiers in the Salvation Army. They're leaders. And I began to, um, before you know it, after I graduated, I began to attend the church. And, and, and before you know it, I was teaching Bible study. And it took me time. It was a process. Somebody say process. It was a process. It took, it took a little process. It was, there was no rush. And, you know, before you know it, um, my wife and I felt the, the, the calling of God. And, and we wanted to be in full-time ministry. I remember I was, I was landscaping at the time, as a matter of fact. And I remember we used to, I used to landscape. And I used to run home, take a shower real quick, and try to get dressed and run to Bible study. And then I would go to teen group. And then I would go, to, you know, and we were just constantly at the church. We were the church. Just, I mean, we were, we were there all the time. And we had great pastors. And I remember looking at my wife and I said, I feel like we have a calling. You know, we have a calling for this ministry. And the Salvation Army has so many different ministries. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it was a great opportunity. So we end up going to um, seminary. Now, I want to share this story. My wife said, you better not share that story. And I said, babe, I got to share the story. I got to share. So 12 years ago, okay, I was sitting, I was sitting right there with my wife. Pastor Jim, we were sitting right up there. You weren't there that day. <laughs> Where's Pastor Jim? I was... But we were sitting right there, right? And, and we, we actually, in seminary, we went on a field trip. They said, we're going to Brooklyn Tab. I was like, oh, praise God. We, we love Brooklyn Tab. Amen? Come on, let's give it up for Brooklyn Tab in the house. Praise God. We love Brooklyn Tab. But anyway, I'm sitting up there, and the choir, they got an amazing Choir. I am so glad that I'm here because I, I, I watch these guys on, on, on the inter- internet. Finally, I get to, you know, see them in person. And, um, but anyway, I'm sitting up there, and I look at my wife, and the choir had been singing so much gospel. Bless, bless Sister Carol. And, and I, I'm up there, and I tell my wife, I said, man, the, the pastor must be a good brother. And she said, brother like what? And I said, brother like, like a brother. She said, like a Christian brother? I said, no, he's a brother. And she said, no, I, I'm pretty sure he's white. And I'm like, babe, I, I said, he must have soul. Praise the name of the Lord because this, this, they got some gospel up in here. But, um, but a little while after that, um, a, little, a little while after that, he's never going to invite me again. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to take what I got right now. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to share this, this passage. I, I got a few more minutes. I want to share this passage with you for a moment because um, it, it's about crying out. And we're here tonight. Um, to cry out. Amen? Um, We're here right now in prayer. I I will tell you, though, something that drew me um, to Pastor Jim. I I love Brooklyn Tab. It's it's a beautiful church. Um, But, you know, a a beautiful church has to have beautiful leaders. And I want you men of God to know that it was an honor for me to sit here uh, with you uh, today. Can we give it up for these men of God? Praise the name of the Lord. Associate pastors in the house. Hallelujah. Yeah. But um, I had a pastor come up to me one time, and he, he... he, he was uh, trying to minister to me, and he says to me, um, he says, you got to listen to this pastor. And I, and I, and I said, well, who? You know, and he said, you got to listen to him. His, his name is Pastor um, Jim Simbola. He, he's a powerful man, and, and, and you got to He kept telling me that. I'm like, all right, fine, let's, let's do it. And I said, show me the video. And I went to the house, and he showed me which video it was. And it was vi- a video recorded in 1994. 
Um, my house will be a house of prayer. Anybody watch that video? My house will be a house of prayer. Okay. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's powerful. And, and Pastor Jim talked about the power of prayer. I'm going to tell you right now, when you watch that video, you could just see the anointing following him. The anointing following him, it was powerful. I was mesmerized. I couldn't put it down. But I want to share this scripture with you very briefly. It's in Matthew chapter 14. And it's a familiar passage. It's a familiar passage, but I, I really want to bring it out tonight. And this is when Jesus walked on water. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth hour, the fourth watch of the night, excuse me, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When, they, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Somebody say he cried out. I know, I know some of us are doing that tonight. The Bible says immediately Jesus reached out his hands and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. I want you to know that I got to a point in my life where I cried out. Especially when I gave my life to the Lord. Once I gave my life to the Lord, I was saying to God, God, what do you have for me now? See, when you're born again, everything starts fresh. Everything is new. And I'm like, Lord, what do you, want, what do you have for me, God? Because I want it. I want everything that you have for me, Lord. And I cried out and God began to use me. And I want you to know that today... I am the administrator of the Salvation Army in New York City. So I have a, a seven-floor building in, the, in, in the 48th Street on the west side. I got almost 80 uh, res, um, um, brothers that are in the program. It's an inpatient program from six months to a year. I run 14 thrift stores all through New York City. I got three warehouses, one in Brooklyn, one in Bronx, and one in, 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 uh, in Manhattan. And, and just God just keeps elevating. And, 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 and all, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Going from that little, that little hoodlum on the Lower East Side as a runaway to, to the honor that it is to be with, with Pastor Jim in Brooklyn Tab today sharing a testimony with you about the goodness of God. But I'm going to tell you, to get to that place, you might ask yourself, how do you get to that place though, Captain? I'm going to tell you, the only way to walk on water is to get out the boat. You got to get out the boat. I love it when Peter got out that boat because right now there's people that are praying. There's people I believe tonight that are ready to get out of the boat. There's, ready, there's people in here ready to walk on water. There's people that are ready to take it to another level. There's people in here that are ready for a new relationship. If you're ready for a new relationship, you got to get out the boat. Some people in here want, want to go back to school. Get out the boat. Some people, you know, want to just things that you want to do. See, Peter, 
Peter took that opportunity and he cried out. The Bible says he cried out. And he, Jesus said, okay, Jesus, if it's you, call me out. Jesus said, all right, Peter, come on. So what does Peter do? Peter looks around and, and, and the guys are like, mm-mm, Peter, no, mm-mm. And, and Peter, Peter steps out of the boat. And they're like, mm-mm, no, he didn't. <laughs> Peter starts walking. One of the things that I love about Peter walking on the water was that there was success in his walk. There was success. He was doing good. He was walking on water. I mean, I, and I'm, you know what? You've heard this story a million times. But he was walking. There was success in his walk. He was, you, you ever stepped out on faith on something and, and, and you walk and you're like, Lord, I don't, this is great. This is awesome, God. You know, and the thing is, I wonder what Peter, I wonder what his thought, the Bible doesn't say what, exactly what he was thinking. Right? We know that at a certain point he fears. But, but when he has success, what was he doing? What was he thinking about? What was going on? Because all of a sudden, of course, we know he takes his eyes off Jesus, right? And, 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 you know, and he starts to sink. What was it that happened? What happens to people when, when they start serving God and they're walking in victory and everything is going great and they're in a time of plenty and then all of a sudden, boom, something happens and they start getting worried and they start to sink. What happened? Because one minute you were just walking on water, the next minute you're doubting. I want to encourage you tonight. Be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. There's many of you, we're all praying tonight for something. We all came in here, we're praying, and we're asking the Lord to bless us, and, and Lord, I want you to do this, I want you to, be careful what you ask for, because God answers prayers. God answers prayers, and, and you know, we, we got to stay firm. He answers prayers. But God is awesome, isn't he? Because not only did, 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 did Peter cry out for God to help him walk on water, but he cries out again. And it's okay to cry out again. It's okay to fall short sometimes, and you know what? Hey, we're not perfect, but, but Lord, please help me. And he asked the Lord to help him. And Jesus pulls him up, and he, and he helps him. I want you to be encouraged tonight. God is so amazing. And I'm going to tell you, God is that type of, he's a God that will make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll make a way. If you think that's it, I can't do it, it's enough, is it, I've gone too far, he is able. God is able. I want to I pray for somebody tonight that has been, I know that there's been many, many of you. I saw a lot of people when I walked in today. A lot of people were praying in faith. There's a lot of seeds that have been planted. Uh, I want you to know that there's power in prayer. I know that, I know, I, Pastor Jim, I love it. A Tuesday night, a Tuesday night prayer meeting, this path, you don't see this that often. You don't see it that often. I'm not putting down churches in Savishnama. We have church, We have some other churches that, you know, do, do prayer. I, maybe not every single one, every single, you know, every single night. But, but to dedicate a night of prayer, this is awesome. When two or three are gathered, we know that the Holy Spirit is here. So while the Holy Spirit is here, we might as well ask him for something. Amen? Let's bow, let's bow our heads for just a moment. Praise God. We serve a good God who's worthy to be praised. If there's anybody tonight that is in need of prayer. Maybe there's somebody tonight that's been battling in your own minds. In your own mind, you've been struggling. You can't even get rest. You've been, trying to do, you've been trying to do things in your life, and if you're struggling, I want you to come up here, and I want to pray with you. If there's people here that are ready to take it to another level, 
You've been praying for God to, for another step. Lord, I want to walk on water. And you're ready to get out the boat. I want you to come on up. Come on up. Everybody around. Come on. This is a praying church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's power in prayer. Yes, come on in. Everybody come on in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We got more room up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is going to be... Listen, this is your moment. This is it right here. I'm going to tell you how this works, though. This is not just come up, the pastor's going to pray, and, and we're just going to go home. You need to have faith. Jesus pulled Peter out and he tells him, why why'd you doubt? We can't come up here and pray if we're going to pray in doubt. Because we're going to lose before we even start. If you're going to get out the boat, if you're going to cry out, Jesus, I want to get out the boat, then you have to be ready. Somebody say, be ready. We have to be ready. We have to be ready. Oh, I feel the spirit of God here tonight. Everybody else, I want you to, everybody that's, that's, that remains seated, I want you to pray where you are. Hallelujah. Pray where you are. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the enemy's not, not happy with this type of stuff either. The enemy is not happy. But this is God's people. Great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You are a powerful God. That name that is above all names. We thank you, God, for who you are. I thank you, God, for your children. I thank you for your people. I thank you, Father, that you are a God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, I thank you that there's power in that name. As you're standing up here, I want you to pray to God. I want you to pray. Pray. Ask him for what you want tonight. Ask him for what you want like he's going to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless them, God. Bless them, Jesus. Father, you know all things. You are a mighty God and worthy to be praised. And so we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have tonight. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that's represented here today, Lord. You know the challenges. You know the struggles. You know the opportunities. There's somebody here that's looking for a new job. There's somebody here that's ready to start a new relationship. There's somebody here that's ready to, to start a ministry. There's somebody here that's ready to serve right here in Brooklyn Tabernacle. Bless them, Lord. Strengthen them. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Pastor Jim if he would come up and just continue to in prayer. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for Captain Daniel Gonzalez and the word of the Lord. Lord, thank you for Captain Gonzalez, for the guys here from Salvation Army. Thank you for putting your word in his mouth to build our faith and encourage us. Lord, it's bad weather out there tonight. You know all things. Get everyone home safely. Very bad night, Lord. But that's a good reminder even when it's raining, we can walk on the water, Lord. Thank you. Help us get home safely. Bless the offering as people leave. Now, Lord, on Thursday, we pray that in every single person in this building, wherever we are on Thanksgiving, we're going to look for an opportunity to say something for you, especially if there's unbelievers around. That we will not be quiet, but we'll, 
with wisdom, led by the Spirit, we're going to speak for you and tell people why we're so thankful. Help us to spread the good news of Jesus. Raise up the money we need. Take care of everything, Lord. We speak Jesus. We ask your blessing now as we dismiss. In Christ's name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give somebody a hug, men with men, ladies with ladies. Come on, a hug, a handshake.